0: Hi, thanks for tuning in to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. My name is Lindsay Cavett, and I'm a Los Angeles mother of three, and I started Expressing Motherhood in 2008, and I've been producing and directing it ever since. Um, I'm so happy that Exmo Show alum, Cherami Sai, called me up. In the beginning of 2018, I think it was that time, and told me that she really thought that her community of Burlington, Vermont would embrace Expressing Motherhood, and she was so right. We just wrapped up our first ever Burlington, Vermont show with Cher at the head. She was the local producer, and she sold out both evenings and brought in wonderful sponsors and had a really moving cast. She also flew in Mommy Tonk um los angeles mom friends of mine who met while doing expressing motherhood so mommy tonk was out there with the cast and just had a really great show and she's already looking forward to producing it again next year so get ready burlington vermont you're about to listen to jenny Lowell. jenny grew up in malone new york and married her high school sweetheart derek when she was in medical school in pennsylvania they moved to Vermont in 2000 for her OBGYN residency training, and she loved it so much that they decided to stay for good. She joined Matri Healthcare for Women in 2004, and three months later, her first son was born. At that moment, her passion for medicine was superseded by her passion for motherhood. She quickly had a daughter in 2006 and her second son in 2008. All the while continuing to be a practicing OBGYN. Being an OBGYN and a mother to three young children was only possible because of her husband, the OBGYN enabler. <laughs> um, all of the performers write their own bios, by the way, who stayed home with their children, cooked the meals, did the dishes, and put her to bed early when she needed a lot. Anyway, without further ado, I'm excited to listen to Jenny too, since I did not fly out there. I helped curate the pieces, but I haven't heard the performers yet. So, I look forward look forward to hearing Jenny Lowell in "Expressing Motherhood." Enjoy.
1: Enjoy. When, I was, um, when my daughter was about four and a half years old, I decided that a fun thing for us to do would be to go skiing all day at Sugarbush. And by the end of the day, by my accounts, things had gone very well. And what I mean by that is I hadn't lost my temper. Uh, I'd stayed calm and present, and my daughter had not had a meltdown or a temper tantrum of any, t- of any type, so everything was going well. So I decided to push my luck a little bit, because the truth be told, after skiing greens all day, I was kind of bored. Um, And so I thought we could try this blue that I had remembered doing in the past and thought it was something my daughter could do. So I put on my best mommy pep talk voice, and I said, Honey, you have been doing so great all day. I have an idea. Let's do a blue for the last run. You can do this. So she looked up at me kind of skeptically, but she agreed, and so we made our way over to the trailhead, and just as we got over the crest of the top, I saw the error of my judgment, and that was Mogul's. Um, A big, long, steep mogul field. And so I looked at my daughter, who seemed to be on the verge of tears, and I tread lightly. Because my daughter in those days was not a kid that could be easily cajoled or convinced to do something. And she was kind of more of a temper tantrum prone, kind of fly off the handle type of kid. Um, and once she got into a temper tantrum, there was, it was very hard to turn it off. So I did not want to trigger one of those. So I got my best you know, pep talk voice on again. I said, honey, you know, moguls, they're like little tiny mountains all strung together. And so you just, you know, you turn and then you turn again and then you turn again and she was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. You know, it's like, no way. So no problem. It's okay. I go to plan B, which is I'm going to just ski with her between my legs down the mogul field. So I, I get behind her, and I get into my best ski crouch, and I start going. And after about three turns of that back-breaking work, I'm like, no way. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be crippled if I make it down the mountain at all. So no problem, I am a very good skier. I can totally do this. I'm just going to ski with her down the mountain, no problem. So I get my poles in one hand. I scoop my daughter up like this. Her head's that way, her feet are that way, And, and off I go. And this is hard. This is really hard. Um, I am sweating profusely. I'd already taken off my hat and unzipped my coat before. Now I'm like, sweat's pouring down my face. It's going down my back. It's making a nice pool under my breasts. (laughs) And so I get down two of the three mogul fields, and I put her down so I can catch my breath. And as I stand there panting, she says to me in her little happy squeaky girl voice, mommy, I lost a ski. (laughs) And this apparently is the best possible news she can share with me in this moment. So I'm like, what the? And I look down and yeah, there's there's no ski on that foot. And then I look up the mountain, hopefully, and there is no ski on that mogul field. So at this point, my parenting and coping skills completely go out the window. What the Fuck, Paige! You didn't think to tell me this helpful piece of information when it happened? You're just sharing this tidbit with me now? Jesus fucking Christ! I'm going to have to climb up that goddamn mountain and find that ski! Are you trying to kill me? And she just kind of looks at me unperturbed, like, I don't know what that was about. So I regroup, and I try to think of anything that will lead me to not climb up that mountain. So I quickly consider, okay, I'm gonna stick her in the snowbank, I'm gonna ski like hell down the rest of that mountain, catch last chair, ski back up, find the ski, go back to my daughter. And no, I know, that's a bad plan. <laughs> but it is not a bad plan, because I'm gonna stick her in the snowbank. I, I don't have any problem with that, that's not the issue. It's just, I know I've missed last chair, I'm reasonable. So I'm like, okay, that's not going to work. I'm going to wait here till ski patrol finds me in my pitiful state so I can be rescued. And then I think, yeah, I don't even know if that's a thing. Do ski patrols sweep every chair? I mean, every trail? I I don't know if that's even a thing. So I'm like, okay, no, that's not going to work. I've come to the foregone conclusion. I will be climbing up that mogul field in ski boots. So I stick my daughter in a mogul where she happily eats snow. She's just like, just so giddy with this. And then I pop out of my ski boots and I start climbing. And the sweat is just rolling off of me. I fling my coat off because I figure eventually I'll be back this way, I, I presume. And I'm, my, my chest is just heaving with the exertion. I feel like my heart's going to beat out of my chest. I'm having an asthma attack. I don't have an inhaler. And, and then I start to cry. <laughs> And now I'm sobbing, you know, being like, <laughs> and these are tears of of pity, self-pity, because uh, I'm climbing up a hill in ski boots. But these are also tears of deep self-loathing because the self-judgment is coming fast and furious now. And I realize what I've done. I realize that I have just completely lost my mind on my daughter. And I am... I'm mortified by my behavior and by my lack of control, my loss of my temper. You know, what kind of mother does this? What kind of mother am I? And, and the shame is soul-crushing. And, um, you know, at that moment, I start praying, and I pray that I will be dropped dead by a heart attack. <laughs> because I know these things happen. I read about it in the paper. You know, young, seemingly healthy people just felled. So I'm hoping for it, and it it does not come, Um, and and so I apparently am of sounder body than I am of mind, because I make it to the ski, I get the ski, I find my daughter again, and I finally get back to the car where I blissfully snap her into that five-point harness, (sighs) and I think, oh, thank God I made it. And then I get home that night, and I put my daughter to bed, and I call my mom, and I start crying again, and I confess my sins of, you know, what I have done. And my mom says, well, these things happen. And I feel like that's incredibly generous, right? Because I'm not sure that yelling the F-bomb at your daughter multiple times falls under the guise of these things. But, you know, what's one to do? I can't quit being a mom. So... Like I've done every night for about the last six years, because by that point I've been parenting young kids for about six years, I I go to bed and I say my mantra. Tomorrow I will be a better mom. Tomorrow I will not lose my temper. Tomorrow I will be more patient. Tomorrow I will be more present. And I get up the next morning and I strive to be a better mom. And now fast forward, my daughter is 12, and two years ago she said to me kind of out of the blue, Mom, do you remember that day you and I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> went to Sugarbush? We had a great time, didn't we? <laughs> and I've been castigating myself for this for eight years. And uh, in one sentence, she completely erased my guilt because she doesn't have any recollection of my outburst. And so that's ironic. And then the irony, other irony of the day is that that entire day, I worried that she was going to have her temper tantrum. And what I should have been worried about was my own. Thanks.